0: Hey there, chef! If you choose olive oil over the regular sunflower option because it's healthier and more nutritious, you gotta make sure you're using the real thing. According to experts, 69% of imported extra virgin olive oil on the market fail to meet the high global standards for this beautiful product. Unless you've sourced your olive oil directly from a producer or a certified distributor, that bottle of Italian extra virgin in your kitchen is likely a counterfeit. It might be low-quality oil, deceptively labeled as virgin or extra-virgin, and it may not even come from Italy. In some cases, it could be a blend with other oils of uncertain origin, or, at its worst, not olive oil at all, but a vegetable oil disguised with added color and fragrance. The real extra-virgin oil has to come from the first pressing of olives, and it's packed with antioxidants, nutrients, and health benefits, something a fake will never give you. Even if you're buying it from a famous brand, and even if it's labeled with the protected designation of origin, PDO stamp, signifying the precise geographic origin of the extra virgin olive oil, you aren't in a safe zone. The U.S. receives over 350 tons of olive oil, and there aren't enough resources to check it all. At some point, the end consumers got used to purchasing bad oil at lower prices. To make sure you're buying the real thing, start by checking the origin on the label. Sicily and Puglia in Italy are important olive oil production centers, so you're more likely not to get fooled. Spain, Greece, and Tunisia are the three largest manufacturers outside of Italy. Also, check if your oil has both the harvest date and the best-by date. Farmers who produce a good product won't hide the real manufacturing date from you. If they do, it's probably because it's too old. Olive oil doesn't get better with age and must be used within 18 to 24 months of the harvest date. And once you've opened it, it's only good and healthy for up to 6 months. Opt for a single source or a single family option. It means that the olives were farmed, pressed, and bottled in the same place, mostly by one group of people. A study has shown that this kind is less likely to be faked. Plus, it should be fresher. Don't expect a good product to cost close to nothing. You don't have to buy the most expensive option on the shelf, of course, but at least pick the oil at a medium price in a metal tin or a dark glass container. If you have a chance to smell and taste it before you make the purchase, choose the one that smells fresh, like grass or something fruity. If it smells musty or rancid and has no order at all, well, that's another red flag. It's not just a rumor. Shipping pistachios, especially overseas, needs special attention. Your afternoon snack can generate its own heat if it's packed in large quantities. This is due to its high fat content and low water content. The fats in pistachios can break down when they interact with the air during decomposition. Things get even more complex if moisture gets into the equation. It can break down the pistachio's fatty acids, This process releases carbon dioxide. If it happens repeatedly, it can generate some serious heat. That's how a container of pistachios in a dark human environment can, at times, spontaneously combust. That's why it's so important to transport them under specific conditions, mainly in cool temperatures and a dry atmosphere. Meanwhile, to some people, cilantro tastes like pasta with a sprinkle of soap, dirt, crushed bugs, or metal shavings. If you're one of them, you got to thank your ancestors for it. To most taste buds, cilantro is a zesty blend of parsley and citrus. But those who can't stand this herb have a particular genetic variation. It takes their sensitivity to the soapy components in cilantro leaves to a whole new level. In countries where cilantro is popular, such as Central America and India, most people don't have this genetic twist. Most cilantro skeptics live in East Asia, where it's not that common. Now Caesar salad has nothing to do with the famous Roman emperor. It supposedly came to life on the 4th of July in 1924. Its inventor was Cesare Cardini, an Italian immigrant residing in San Diego who was running a restaurant in Tijuana, Mexico. Cesare crafted his iconic dish with seven simple ingredients. Crisp romaine lettuce leaves, a raw egg yolk, luscious Italian olive oil, freshly grated Parmigiano-Regano cheese, a dash of Worcestershire sauce, a zing of lime juice, and a perfectly toasted baguette slice. The rest of the ingredients, like garlic and anchovies, were added later. And now I'm drooling on the mic. Excuse me. Almond isn't a nut, but technically a hard-shelled fruit coming from the almond tree. That makes it a cousin of peaches, cherries, plums, and nectarines. Bananas, kiwis, eggplants, and even cucumbers all fit the definition of true berries as they are fruits stemming from one flower with one ovary. Strawberries, blackberries, and raspberries aren't berries. Technically, they are aggregate fruits as they come from a flower with more than one ovary. Apples and many other fruits are close relatives of roses. They belong to the same family. Pears, plums, raspberries, and apricots are also in it. Now, the first food to have been eaten in space was applesauce. Astronaut John Glenn snacked on it during the third Mercury mission in 1962 directly from an aluminum tube. This meal was hardly enjoyable, as the design of those tubes didn't allow the eater to see or smell the food. And the choice of foods was really limited because of the type of texture the tubes could fit. A lot has changed since then. And now, astronauts can enjoy many meals that mostly come freeze-dried to help them stay fresh longer. Now, natural honey doesn't have an expiration date. Archaeologists stumbled upon jars of honey that had been tucked away in ancient Egyptian tombs for thousands of years. And it was still perfectly good. So, honey stored in well-sealed containers can remain stable for not just decades, but even centuries. It all comes down to its biological composition. Thanks to its high sugar content, low pH, and the meticulous honey-making process carried out by bees, honey becomes a hostile environment for any organisms that might spoil food. Dandelions aren't just safe to eat, they are among the healthiest and highly nutritious things you'll find literally anywhere. You can eat any of its parts, from the top of the yellow flower down to the roots. Dandelion leaves are great in salads, sandwiches, omelets, and other dishes. Some of cactus pads' varieties are a nutritional powerhouse with loads of vitamin C, E, fiber, and antioxidants. When you take a bite of a cactus pad, especially when it's raw, you'll feel a gentle crush and a texture similar to a bell pepper. Cactus tastes like green vegetables with a hint of okra. It's something like green beans, green bell peppers, and asparagus. It also has a subtle tanginess and citrus undertone. If you grow your own cactus or source it directly from a grower and want to cook it, don't forget to remove the spines. Yep, shave them off and then use a peeler on the edges of the pad. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side!